Hey, great people. Yes, 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 y'all. Great morning, great evening, great afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Hola, como esta? Hey, word up. <laughs> Bonjour, bonne nuit. Sawadika. Yes, welcome to the Phenomenal Everywhere podcast with the Lacey C. Clark. I am your host, Lacey C. Clark, a.k.a. Phenomenal. And today... I grew up in a world where winner. a woman who looks like me, with my kind of skin and my kind of hair, was never considered to be beautiful. And I think that it is time that that stops today. I want children to look at me and see my face and I want them to see their faces reflected in mine. Thank you. Yes, that was Miss South Africa winning the Miss Universe pageant. Um, today we're talking about Miss South Africa and the global implications of winning the Miss Universe pageant. Again, my name is Lacey C. Clark. I am your host the Phenomenal Everywhere podcast. I am Phenomenal and Phenomenal Everywhere, the one-woman show turned audiobook, available to you at tdbaby.com. I invite you to uh, experience the journey of a Black woman's version of the world in art form. Also, if you want to support this project, you can via Cash App at Phenom Everywhere. Again, that's Phenom Everywhere, P-H-E-N-O-M-E-V-E-R-Y. W-H-E-R-E-E-R-E, Phenom Everywhere on Cash App. And, uh, yeah, so we're talking about the winner of Miss Universe pageant. There's about 90 contestants from all over the world. All the world was watching. And the winner is Miss Toonzy. I'm saying her name correctly, Miss Toonzy. Um, she is from South Africa, and if you have not seen her, she is a dark chocolate colored woman with short hair. She's a short fade, and she worked their whole runway. She worked the whole pageant, and she came out on top as a winner. And so this this has global implications because when you find, as you know, you find black women in beauty positions, they usually are, they may be dark skinned, but they have, may have pressed hair. Or they may be light-skinned with natural hair. But rarely do you find dark women, dark chocolate women, uh, colored women uh, with natural hair and dark skin who are considered beautiful. And she said it right on the nose. She grew up in a world. Let's stop right there with the word world. Where her, her kind of skin, her color hair, her kind of hair was not considered beautiful. Wow, I mean, such a powerful statement if you just stop right there and slow that down. A world. So, you know, as I said, I've lived on five, for those of you who know my story, I lived on five continents. And in those experiences, I've had a lot of different experiences from living on the continent of Africa, uh, living in Asia, living in South America, living in North America, and living in Europe. And, you know, the beauty standard because of the mass media and because of marketing definitely has uh as always eurocentric and always eurocentric centered the beauty standard is always in that capacity um it was really shocking to me when i was in colombia and south america very very deep that uh i didn't even know there were black people who lived down there like people who were like my complexion people who were uh dark colored who you know i didn't have i had no idea that these uh 
people, my people, Afro-Colombians, lived in Colombia. Because I thought that Colombians looked just like Shakira. And then they were basically mestizo looking, you know, that kind of um, light, light uh, brown color, the, you know, mestizo looking, the Latino kind of the quote unquote, the official Latino, Latino, Latin X or Latino, Latino look. Right. I thought that they basically looked like all look like that. And I went down there and I saw that there were actually people who looked like me who looked, you know, traditionally African that you wouldn't be able to tell them from somebody who lived in the con on the continent. It was very, very, very shocking to me. And I'm like, well, what happened to these folks? Like, where in the heck had they been? And so when I started to talk to more of my developing Afro-Colombian friends, they would tell me that, you know, oftentimes they are basically, again, kept quiet. They're not in the media. Those who are in the media are those who are, again, lighter, lighter in complexion. Um, those who are, you know, kind of put in front in different areas and experiences are those who are getting lighter in complexion. So they're almost like erased. Like they kind of are like hot. They hide. And we understand what it means for a woman in the beauty sphere when it comes to, again, darker, darker complexion and uh, natural hair, specifically short natural hair um, in Hollywood. And what that means for us in the United States. I mean, usually, as we've seen, mostly uh, darker women and women with natural hair are not considered beautiful. They're not the lead interest in movies. In fact, you know, we've seen lighter skinned black women. We've seen mixed race black women, all in capacities of the lead role for love interest and we haven't seen um darker women in those roles or in those desired roles um or those desirable roles what i mean in terms of like you know who's desired in the in the um in the love story who's who's attractive who who's desirable so the beauty conversation and then you have the the natural hair community who talks all the time about how a lot of the natural hair that's being promoted is natural hair that's usually for mixed race women so those who are not quote unquote 100 percent black or those who don't have two black parents or four black uh grandparents um but have some kind of ancestry that basically kind of changes their complexion in their hair uh, so that it doesn't look for as they call it 4c which is basically the most kinkiest or curliest coilest hair if that's a word <laughs> um that you can have in the spectrum of natural hair and so the natural hair movement was created by black women uh dark-skinned black women embracing their self-identity embracing their self-love embracing all of who they are and then you find that when you go to the natural hair community and those who actually are sought after via products and product brands and uh and representative of re- natural community natural hair community is basically again mixed race uh biracial women with looser curls and so again we talk about colorism we talk about texturism um and how all of these things are relevant to you know what is considered beautiful which again always is against the backdrop of a white beauty standard of a eurocentric beauty standard uh the closer you visually look to white the closer your features look to white uh the closer your hair looks to white then the more beautiful you are considered or you're actually deemed in our culture and our society and so um, and that and you know for, for the most part everywhere I lived when I lived in Thailand then had Thailand um, they had skin bleaching when I lived in Malaysia they had skin bleaching not horribly but basically again the more you kind of moved up to the higher society of living the uh, skin bleaching was something that everybody could embrace to kind of look more uh, elite elite is considered white those that are darker is considered non-elite 
So uh, when I was in Columbia, again, you have skin bleaching as well. Um, but you also have, again, a non-existent kind of dark skin folk being kind of in, uh, what do you call it, uh, blended well through the throes of society. Um, you and I lived in... Um, and uh, the continent of Africa and Ghana, it was very, very troubling to see skin bleaching. You know, there's skin bleaching products in all the major places. All the stores actually sold it in some of the marketplaces. And you would go by the marketplaces and you would see women who who used to use skin bleaching. And it was horrible. It was so horrible that it turned their skin orange. It turned their skin orange. And they their body, that the skin couldn't heal organically because uh, it stripped away all the natural elements of healing properties in the skin. So you see these different experiences around the world and you and you say here is now Miss Universe. The world was watching and she said, you know, I want people to see themselves reflected in my face. Powerful. Um, you know, what's deep is Miss Universe is Miss Universe. Miss Universe is the original blueprint for humanity. I know we know that the black woman was first. She is the the giver. These the, the, the birth the birth the birth of humanity was born through her thighs. And that deference and that reverence has been stripped from her because of white dominance, because of colonialism, because of imperialism, because of these issues that face the globe. Right? These issues that face the globe. So the black woman, the original human, the first human being has been stripped of her magnificence, her glory, her power. And so you have a world where she's looked at as the ugliest. You have a world where, you know, to advance the white power agenda, to advance the white dominance agenda is to make white great and black bad. And you see that being played out country after country after country, specifically westernized countries. Now, if you're in a country that hasn't been so westernized, that stuff doesn't really exist. But because of media, you definitely can see it. You can definitely see it happen. Um, if you, you know, you're looking at a movie, if you're looking at, you know, media is very, very powerful globally. I mean, it's probably, it's, it's pretty hard to get away from, you know, mainstream American movies globally. Like, you, if you, you know, you have to, for the most part, if you are in a, a western modern world, you have been influenced by Western uh, culture and Western beauty ideals, uh, which again are usually equated to white, thinner noses, smaller lips, lighter skin, straighter hair, um, etc. So for Miss Universe to be Miss Universe, looking like she does, being as graceful and as fierce and as beautiful as she is, it's definitely groundbreaking. And uh, it's definitely powerful, you know, on, on a global scale, because, again, she has to walk around the globe wearing that title with her short hair and her chocolate skin rolling up on many different places and being respected as the queen, and as the originator of all humanity that she is. Yes. Yes. You know, so it's definitely worth 
she is definitely worth celebrating um, in terms of what she visually represents. I think that we all need to be decolonized in the mind. I think that we all need to be um, um, celebrated and healed from the trauma of white dominance, where it says, I'm everything and you're nothing. You know, part of what Phenomenal Everywhere is about, my show is really about my journey, about how I became, how I overcame my inferiority complex and how I overcame that reality that I wasn't enough. I overcame that I healed that internal conversation that was so dominant in my life as a young person that I'm not enough. I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not light enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not, my hair is not curly enough. It's not straight enough. I'm not fill in the blanks, you know, all those things that I've been taught, not necessarily at home, but through all the, what society taught me, um, you know, who was desirable at a young age, you know, usually as the light skinned girls, darker skinned girls were made fun of, you know, compared to Africa. Nobody wanted to be compared to Africa. Um, you had, you know, uh, again, the whole idea of, you know, light eyes and, and light skin and long hair being the again the definition of what beauty meant for black women so even if you were a black woman there was still a hierarchy in color there was a hierarchy in texture there was a hierarchy in you know um in uh phenotype and and feature type or featureism is what they call it so i just wanted to say that you know all these experiences culminate now into this woman being visually represented represented as beautiful. Now, let me say another thing. I don't, I'm not really big on the white validation to basically uplift black beauty in terms of what I'm saying in reference to pageants. You know, um, I don't know if you know, but basically there are four, again, I say women of color, but two of them are black, one of them, and two of them are biracial. Uh, or women was it Miss USA, Miss Universe, Miss something else, uh, Miss Teen USA, and then another one, Miss um, Four. But all of them are two of them are, are biracial. They look like they were mixed with black, and then two of them are actually dark skinned women. They're definitely dark chocolate women. Um, one of them has a short natural. The other one has a straight um, perm or weave, if you if you will. And um, uh, you know. It's like people were celebrating us, you know, oh, wow, it's great. Black women are great. And then we are. We are amazing. Black women are amazing. I think, though, uh, it doesn't take white validation to tell us that. I think that's a dysfunction. I feel like that's see a lot of people going through is that we need we think that we need this validation from um, white dominant structures to say or validate the beauty, validate the 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 amazement validate the awesomeness validate the greatness you know what I'm saying like we don't need any of that and I think that that's the thing that people are, are leaning on um, is to have these institutions validate our humanity and so I think that that conversation about um, black women being great and black women being amazing and black women being awesome and needing this external you know this this institution to uplift that and celebrate that. You know, I think it's important for people who have not, who are not thinkers or people who are not critical observers who haven't really studied, don't understand the context that they're in. I think representation definitely matters. I think being able to see yourself when you turn on the TV and 
whatever, scroll through your internet or whatever you're doing and open up a book. I think it's very important, specifically in a white dominant world, because you always are consuming content with images of white folks. And iconography matters. Had a really rich conversation about, you know, does it matter what color Jesus was? Absolutely it matters. Absolutely it matters. Because if it didn't, then make them purple. Make them, make them green. Right. But no, you want to give him what they would call flesh tone. See, even flesh tone is basically normalized to be white. <laughs> Isn't that deep? Um, which is all falsehood as well. So I think that all of these these iconography is important. What people view, what they take in, what they value and deem as powerful and beautiful and amazing and what they deem as bad and ugly and horrible is is, is, is very, very, very important to begin to decolonize your, decolonize your mind around those ideas. And so I think that her visual representation is one of those things that can begin to do that. One of those things that can begin to do that. But I definitely think it's, it really, really is important to first recognize it within your Yourself, that you are taking on ideologies that there's a superiority in image when Im- images and who's worth being respected, who's worth being valued, who's worth being hired, who's worth being fired, who's worth being given the benefit of the doubt, who's worth being uh, protected and who's not. Like all of this stuff plays into color. Who's, who's worth killing, who's not. All of this stuff is, plays into color. So it's very, very important. Representation is very, very important for all those countries to be able to consume the beauty of this black woman being graceful and amazing on the stage is healing for them. Because I think deep down, they also want to see different representations of beauty. They also want to pay homage to the original woman. I think deep down that the, 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 the humanity craves that they're just kept from the truth around that, right? And when they find the truth, it's healing for us all. They say the truth, you should know the truth and the truth itself sets you free. And so I think people deep down want to be free. So congratulations, Ms. Z. I want to say that. And I also want to say, you know, it's really important to uh, uplift the beauty of the black woman. It's important to uplift the beauty of the original woman. I think that that's phenomenal everywhere. I think that's important that we get that understanding that that's phenomenal everywhere. Right? She's phenomenal everywhere because she represents the origin of humanity. And so wherever, uh, she's everywhere. (laughs) She's everywhere because she's the origin. You see? So... So grateful for your ear. I want to hear what you think about this commentary. If you feel like it's valuable, please share it. Definitely want to hear what you think. And remember, you can experience the magic of the One Woman Theater Show Turn Audiobook. Phenomenal everywhere. On CD Baby, or you can go to my website at www.peverywhere.com. Again, that's www.peverywhere.com. Or you can support the project via cash at this phenom. Everywhere. Phenom everywhere on Cash App. Great people. Always remember to travel in. Decolonize your mind. And travel out. Until next time. Thank you.